All right, part three, part two, or we could just call it part four, but that's too easy. <laughs> this one, I have to admit, I don't remember as clearly, so it's not going to be a very good story, but it is a continuation of the saga that is very true. Um, so we'll jump into it. I might get really fuddled with the words, but um, we'll give it a go, see how it goes. So... Um, the story picks up after that, the almost watching Julian get crushed by a tree. We got some rest, ugh, excuse me, got some rest that night, and we went to the Paddlers Co-op the next morning. Trevor met us. Um, we said, hey, we got set up with the boats and the gear. Uh, we met some of the other people that were on course, and actually, funnily enough, uh, one of the other guys that was taking the course was a guy named Mike Richardson, who uh, was the assistant teacher. And he wasn't no, he's not an assistant teacher, but he was the the guy who helped my prof run the thirty three seventy, which was that uh, story of the fire swamp I already told. He was on that trip with me, um, and so actually I bumped into him, and he we, we had a good like reconnection moment. It was kind of fun. Um, so he was on the course with me, um, obviously Mary and Julian, and there was at least one other guy, maybe two other, uh, two other older guys, uh, that were on trip with me, or uh, sorry, that were on, the uh, course with us. And so the, the group of us were, um, going out to the day run to begin day one of testing. Uh, the course was actually run by Ian, um, uh, Ian Petrius, the, uh, Taylor's boyfriend, and uh, Ryan, the, the guy uh, with dreads that we, we see in town sometimes. Uh, super nice guy. So the, the, the group of us drove down to the day run, and that's where we were going to do the testing. And the first, the first day of testing was uh, the teaching day. So it was the, the test was broken up into two main sections, the first being teaching and the second being skills. Uh, so they, they decided the way they would run the test was the first day would be all the teaching all out of the way, first first try. So that way we weren't concerned about it when we were doing our skill testing the next day. Um, and so we were all given, rather than them making us run through all of the lessons of all of the course, they decided they would give each person two lessons to teach. Uh, one in tandem boats and one in solo boats. And so I, um, I can't even remember what lessons I taught. One of them was... Um, I think bow strokes or stern strokes or something. Um, but the, oh no, the, one of the old guys had that lesson. And so I had, um, the, the people who weren't from Boundless went first. Uh, they did their first lessons on flat water. And they were so dry. They were like the worst lessons. I've, <laughs> like coming from the Boundless philosophy of like spice it up, make it interesting. Don't just teach the points, like teach the points and make it fun and engaging. They did like the like example of what the boundless lessons could be if they were the worst possible. Because they, they got the content across and they, they were pretty they were good teachers. Like one of the guys was actually a high school teacher um, who wanted to like start an outdoors club at a school, which was really cool. Uh, but Oh my God, their lessons were just like, and this is how you do this stroke. And this is how you do this stroke. And it was like, okay. Um, and so I was given, um, 
I can't even remember what lesson I taught, but I decided that this was boring as all heck, and I did not want to teach the same way. Okay, I just looked through the, the Boundless Teaching Manual, and I remember what my lesson was. I was teaching myth turns. And so the way I made it engaging and interesting was <laughs> true to true to J form. <laughs> I just started yelling in a Scottish accent about the legends of old and and uh, the Norse gods and stuff like this. And then I had uh, Mary cut me off and be like, "Not not those myths." Um, <laughs> and so then I got into the actual content of the lesson, taught a pretty good lesson, and, and I think that they actually enjoyed it and. I think that the other people in the, the course got where I was coming from, and I think that they tried to spice their lessons up a little bit, but I can't remember. Anyway, so I, we did our lessons on the flat water, and then paddled um, down to moving water, uh, did some more lessons there, and then we, I think then we just did the rest of the day run and used it to kind of practice for our skill day. Um, the lessons were actually pretty quick. Um, and yeah, they wanted to give us more opportunity to practice our skills um, rather than practice teaching. Um, so yeah. Oh, the other person who was on the course was Ben uh, from the Paddleless Co-op. He was uh, really good at kayaking, but he wanted to be able to teach canoeing. Um, and he was quite the opposite of uh, Mary, Julian, and I. Um, he was like technically so competent in a boat, like had, had hardly paddled a canoe, but like because he had paddled so much and knew so much about moving water and boats, was like so so good at paddling like could pull off any move that they asked him to do like with ease but was just an abysmal teacher like couldn't couldn't um convey information very well which is really a shame because he was like a stellar stellar paddler anyways um i think he failed the course uh, <laughs> but anyways so that was that was the teaching day and then we um finished up got got back in the cars drove home had to sleep got some homework we had to like figure out how we can teach the or set up the the infrastructure or like the the, the canoe like the, the organizational side of running a course which wasn't really relevant for for us because we were never actually going to run courses it was just so we could certify um students and do the orca testing day for staff but anyways we did some homework handed it in all good and then um the next day was the skill testing day which was um a pretty fun day in principle but in execution boy were we wrong seems to be the going theme of these stories <laughs> and so we got down to the day run same kind of beginning of the day we got on the flats did some practice stuff um, and then we got to island rapid and ian and ryan got out and we they i think we got to island rapid probably around like 11 o'clock 11 a.m and we didn't leave island until like 3 30 like we stayed they're practicing and like showing skills and demonstrating to them for a long time. And I really, really wanted to see if I could push to get a level three so that I could get my level two instructor. Um, in the end, I, I, I couldn't pull off some of the technical maneuvers they were looking for, so I only got level two uh, paddling. But anyways, um, so yeah, they, they sat on, on the island and we did our, they, they would say like, okay, now go show me a back ferry, show me a a jet ferry from here to here, show me an S-turn, show me a yada yada, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they would give us a couple practices with it. Um, but because I was so invested in getting some of the, the moves, I, I did it like four or five times, like each of them. So by 3.30, I was absolutely gassed. And we were still at the top of the day run. Like we hadn't even gone down the day run yet. 
And so I was, yeah, super exhausted. And by the time they got into their boats, um, there were still a couple things they wanted to see and they had specific spots on the river where they wanted to see it done. And so we had to move on. Uh, the, the next, very next thing we did was um, catching a wave with the bow of our boat, which they demonstrated to us at uh, Ailey's Hole. I don't know if you know that feature on the day run. I think you probably do. But it just, just above Dog's Lake, right after Island Rapids, on River Right, at high water, there's, well, at low water, there's a peninsula that sticks out. But at high water, that peninsula makes a hole that's, uh, it's not quite recirculating on, in, in, in its truest form. But on the river right side of that hole is the bank. And then on the river left side, it just kind of tumbles you out and spits you into the, the main current. Uh, and the goal was to come down um, backwards and just perfectly with like one or two strokes, have the bow of your boat lick just barely where the water is recirculating, tug you in, and then you'd come into a surf um, on the hole just behind that, that peninsula. Um, and that, this was the, so I, I saw them do it and they were like, this is the, the move you need to pull off to get your level three. And I was like, great. Um, as the arrogant uh, paddler that I am, I can do this, no problem. Bada bing, bada boom, go for the drop and immediately fall in. <laughs> just I, it was a manu maneuver I'd never done before, never even heard of, and I was gonna. I was determined to prove it, but I was so tired from spending four plus hours um, portaging and re paddling the same maneuvers over and over that my shoulders and arms were just absolutely gassed, and so I, I needed perfect technique, which I didn't have, um, partly because I was tired, partly because I'd never done the maneuver before to pull this off. Didn't do it. I think I got like. Uh, too much of my bow in and so when I came down to, to catch the wave I just got grabbed spun sideways and flipped into the the hole right away um, and like it was a moment of like uh, of course not and I wasn't like upset it was just like it wasn't gonna happen and so I, I fell in and started paddling as hard as I could or like or swimming as hard as I could so I could get back to shore and not get washed into dog's leg and in that the first like two strokes my right shoulder popped out of place. I, I don't actually know if it did pop out of place, but like it was, it felt like in, out, in, in place, take, took another uh, paddle or like arm stroke, second, then it was out of place and then it was popped right back in. And, and so I was so tired. I just like, did, I stopped fighting and just like let myself fall into the eddy behind it and then swam in. And, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to call it quits there. Like I, I think that's my wake up call to not ruin my shoulder on a, a day where I'm probably not gonna get level three anyways. I've already proven that I'm pretty good at paddling and they're probably gonna give me a level two, but I'm, I'm not level three uh, material just yet. And so I was dead tired, my shoulder was already weak and then we still had lots of day run to go. So we kept going and I was still, even though I had already admitted to myself that I wasn't gonna make it. And <clears throat> I can already hear you saying in your head, of course, I kept trying to make it. <laughs> I'm a little too stubborn as a paddler to, well, eh, I might need to put the caveat as a paddler. <laughs> I think we both thought I'm going to be a little stubborn and a lot competitive. And I thought that I had a shot at getting it. And so I, I kept asking them, I was like, if I can pull this maneuver, does that put me back in the running for a level three? And they were like, uh, I mean, you already sucked at a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> they didn't say that, but they insinuated it. Uh, but they, they, they let me believe that I still had a shot at level three. Um, so I kept trying hard stuff and not really being able to do it, being dead tired, missing maneuvers and 
Um, generally, after the first three quarters of that day, I was, I was out of the running because I was just so tired. So, this is where it starts to get fuzzy. Uh, I don't really remember all the details from here on. But I believe we were about at dog's leg. Or sorry, at um, rifle shoot. Uh, the water level was, was still pretty high. And so a lot of the rapids were still pretty, I would say, fun. Others might say intimidating. Uh, I was um, gung-ho for a good old rifle shoot run. And um, so too were some other people. Like Ben was just gung-ho to have some fun. Uh, the older guys were definitely getting tired. Um, Mike Richardson was, was also pretty tired. I should, I should mention that Mike Richardson is, was and still is. Actually, I don't know if he still is, but for a little while was the, the main CEO of Outward Bound in Toronto. So he's, he's not a nobody in the outdoor recreation industry, which is why he was one of the leaders on my 3370. Like he, he's a name. Um, <clears throat> and so he was taking this course. I'm not really exactly sure why, but he was on course with me. Um, and so I was... I had done rifle shoot. I was setting up safety for the older guys. Um, and they're good and exhausted. They come down. And, I mean, you can already assume where this is going. They ate it. <laughs> they, they dumped. And they were so tired, they couldn't get to shore. They were just so exhausted. I think, I think somebody else grabbed their boat and pulled it up to shore. And so I started to chase them. And like I said, high water, so the water's just pumping. They, they shoot right down past um, this, the second rapid at rifle. So they've, they've already missed their, their first eddy. And they're starting to, to, to bounce and plump towards split rock in, their, um, in, in water. So they weren't, they weren't ready for, for it at all. And they should not have... have um, well, I don't know. They... Like, it's not their fault that they were dead tired, um, and they were they were reasonably challenging themselves, but they were they were out of their energy, we'll say, and so this is where it starts to get fuzzy because I can't remember all the details, but essentially they didn't make it to shore, and I can't remember how, but I was out of my boat, and one of them one of them managed to pull themselves to shore above Split Rock. And the other one, I don't think he swam Split Rock, but the place that I remember seeing him next was below Split Rock. But I, maybe he maybe he made it out just in time. But I remember swimming at him as hard as I could. And I had my paddle in my hand because I didn't want to lose it. Because it, was, it wasn't my, my nice fiberglass paddle. This was the weekend before I had driven to Ottawa to have it replaced because it was broken. And so it was, it was a broken paddle in my hand, but I, I needed it for the return. And this guy was like headed towards, um, headed towards the falls of Split Rock. But see, in my brain, I remember this being just above Raquette. Maybe there was two. Maybe they fell in twice. I can't remember. But I just remember this like moment of like, okay, I'm not swimming fast enough to help this guy. I have a throw bag on my back, and I I like hesitated for a second, and I was like. I need to drop this paddle so I can save this guy's life. <laughs> so I let go of the paddle, swam to shore, got my throw bag out, and went to throw it to him. And he was already in an eddy. He had made it to shore. He didn't make it to shore, but he made it to calm water. And so he was fine. And then I looked back, and I just remember seeing my paddle, like, just bumping along, disappearing down into the river. 
And I just thought to myself, like, damn it. <laughs> Luckily enough, uh, we ended up finding my paddle um, a little bit later on in the day. Uh, but yeah, these the whole group was just absolutely exhausted. And we still had more to do. So then we, we kept going uh, down. I guess this is the second part. Is we, we, we finished up. So we got out above Split Rock. We got the boats loaded up again. And then we reconvened as a group um, just after Split Rock. Because we started to play around in Peaches. Uh, no, in Surprise. The one just below um, Post Split. So we started playing around in that. And then um, one of the older guys dumped again far below um, the rapids. And then uh, I think Ian had to go jump in a boat and go save them. But they had already disappeared down the wrong side of uh, the river. You know how we usually take the left and then meander around to the right and above Reckett. So they went down the left side above that, um, which at high water isn't a big deal, but at low water you don't want to go that way because of all the, the steel that's sticking out of the rocks. Um, but anyways, they, that guy went that way, and then, yeah, Ryan went to go help him, Ian stayed. And then the whole rest of that day was just a shit show of, of these old guys that were exhausted and trying to keep up with the, um, the course and couldn't really. And I remember at the end of the day, Mike Richardson saying, like, these guys shouldn't be course leaders like that was irresponsible of, of how they led that and so like i said mike richardson's like a, a well-to-do guy in the outdoor recreation industry and i kind of thought to myself like yeah looking back on my my education from outdoor recreation it was kind of a bad day like we were the ones that were our own safety which is like a reasonable way to do it because otherwise you have to hire safety people which is not what you want when you're on a course for instructors like people should be able to be their own safety but yeah, these guys were out of their depth trying to do this. So anyways, that was, that was the, one of the, the last times, I think, that Mary, Julian, and I paddled together. Luckily, we weren't the ones that were in danger that time. I mean, my shoulder popped out and popped right back in. And ever since, my shoulders have clicked. Um, they never clicked before that day. They, they click now. Um, only sometimes. I admit this this one wasn't the best one. <laughs> the the previous stories I recorded of paddling with Mary and Julian were probably more put together with a better better beginning, middle, and end. But um, this is the fourth fourth time and fourth reason why the running joke between the three of us is that we don't paddle together because bad thing bad things happen and the winds winds get strong when Julian, Jay, and Mary are paddling together. I love you so much, Ren. Maybe you'll only listen to this one once out of um, curiosity for the part four. Um, wasn't the best one. I don't think anyways. Maybe you thought it was really good. I don't know. You'll have to let me know which one was the best. Uh, I love you so much. And I'll see you in another episode of Rambling for Ren. I love you. Bye.